380 million. That's how many children and adolescents around the world are either overweight or obese. And India is not too far behind. As per latest reports, as many as 15% of Indian children under the age of 5 are either overweight or obese. And this number is just increasing. This is a very worrying trend and it needs to be addressed as soon as possible. In today's episode of the Fitter Podcast, JC is going to talk as a parent, a concerned parent and a concern that needs to be raised by all parents. We'll talk about why this epidemic of childhood obesity is increasing and what can be done to stem it. Let's get started. You know, you actually told me that you wanted to talk on this topic because it's something that's very close to your heart. Childhood obesity and it's almost reached epidemic levels. I'll just rattle off a few numbers, you know. Um, Childhood obesity, children in India, you know, uh, who qualify as overweight and obese, uh, that's 15% of all kids, which is a very high number. Roughly 40 million. Yeah. And uh, surprisingly, what we also found is there was a research that was recently done, which found that students who go to private schools, especially in urban centers, urban cities, the rate of obesity or being overweight is nearly 40% here. Kids these days don't seem to be very fit. Uh, Do you think kids are to blame for this or is there something more? Look, I think you really can't blame kids for anything. Mm. And they've barely entered the world. They are trying to explore the world. Uh, most of them just have been blessed with poor genetics, mm. right? Which unfortunately they can't do anything uh, for or against, right? They have to live with those genetics. Primarily, parents are to be held responsible for this. The second thing is overall awareness. You know, like I remember. Uh, I remember talking to a couple of parents. Um, you remember Arihan Gurk? Yes. The kid the on Instagram. Six-year-old yeah, six yeah. with six-pack abs and yeah. everything. When I posted a story, and obviously it was meant to inspire parents and kids. Mm. And he's a very healthy kid, by the way. Yeah. You know, he's into martial arts, he's gymnastics. He's very sure fit he's and flexible. To, and yes. you know, it's quite yes. inspiring. But his parents got so much of heat without people realizing that, you know, they are putting so much of effort in making sure that this kid... Why did they get hate from people? People were saying the parents are trying to strip away the childhood from Arihan without realizing that actually Arihan enjoys doing the same stuff. You know, because if his parents are fit Mm. and they have always been into fitness. So, for example, you know, if I have been eating in a certain manner and you know Rachel, right? So, she's a very disciplined eater. Even if you like put a cake in front of her, she just wouldn't eat. And... It she has a lot of self-control, unlike not other just kids. Self-control, she mm. just does not enjoy certain foods mm. which people do. Mm. She just does not have the liking towards those kind of food. Like, you know, people enjoy namkeen and somebody doesn't like namkeen, and they're like, how can you not like namkeen? Fun fact, as a kid, I hated sweets. Okay. Yeah. I never liked sweets. So I would never eat gulab jamun, burfi, or anything. Like, and people around me were always surprised. Why do I I liked the taste of things which were a little sour. Savory or salty. Mm. Salty stuff. But I never liked sweets. And I've never drank tea in my life, right? So people find Really? Yes. Right? So, 
and it depends my brother friends, my, <laughs> my brother on the yeah. other hand he used to drink twice as much tea as me so even when we were in hostel yeah i used to eat his uh, poha and he would take my so we used to get poha and jalebi right so mm. he did jalebi and he'll take my tea so this is actually very interesting both you and your brother grew up in the same house and yes. yet you have two entirely different eating habits yes. and likes and dislikes yes. right it can it can happen yeah. the point i'm trying to make here is that you know nature and nurture both play a big role in uh deciding um you know how your kids or kids will be in terms mm. of their food choices in terms of their exercise choices now if your parents are obese my parents were obese mm. and as a result of which i eventually became obese um even my brother became like he was extra lean he was on the thin thin side and i was on the thick side and eventually we moved both <laughs> finally managed to meet so in the middle he then became overweight okay. and i became underweight so that also happened anyways weird story point is then we both tried to you know uh, you know find our ways right. towards the he's pretty fit now and i'm pretty fit right so i'm saying that nature and nurture both plays a big role mm. and at this age like when we are talking about kids at a certain age when they are going to school it's not okay to blame them for anything if anything i would empathize with them you know i've been in that place where you know you are unfit and you go to a school and you are just exposed to so much of fat shaming and bullying and trolling mm. it's not it's not cool when you say that kids should not be blamed i actually you know research actually agrees with that i'll just read out a few facts from a sure. new report that had come out first of all family history kids who have a family history of obesity or people in their family who are overweight or obese are at a higher risk of being overweight or obese sure. themselves people where children whose parents are working where both the parents are working are again at a higher risk yeah. male children tend to be at a higher risk you know maybe we need to explore that is there yeah. a genetic component yeah. over here but here's a really surprising bit which i touched upon kids who go to private schools are at a much higher risk of developing obesity which i found very strange because you might you know you might think people who go to kids who uh, go to private schools their parents are in a better position to provide for them better nutrition better food quality and all that and yet they are at a higher risk of developing obesity see higher disposable income does not necessarily translate to better, better choices, choices. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this is something that people need to understand that you know sometimes the lack of choices mm. can actually be a blessing in disguise for you you know malnutrition does not necessarily refers to lack, lack of food of but lack of certain vitamins and minerals and macronutrients mm. so if your diet food, is full of junk food that's a different type of malnutrition it is malnutrition mm. you know in india when we when we define malnutrition it is not necessarily kids who are not getting food it's the kids who are getting food are all for poorer quality malnutrition mm. because see donuts burgers pizzas pastries and because your family is eating that mm. obviously nobody is going to restrict you from eating that it does not have protein all it has is just lots of oil right. lots of refined flour and basically that's about it mm. there's no vegetables where are you getting your greens from mm. so you're eating a lot of food but how much of that food is quality food and in the absence of any sort of parental guidance you can't expect kids to make these decisions on their own see rachel my daughter yeah. can read labels she goes through the list of food items calories and everything we didn't teach her mm. she just knows mm. because that's that's like the basic stuff we do in our household right just like they say you know police ka beta police banta hai chor ka chor banta hai 
you know you can certainly change uh, how your bones or your skin looks by exercising and eating the right kind of food there are a lot of things which can which you can change um you know through nurture right right and i think this is where it becomes really important for parents to acknowledge like to you've given them poor genetics and those genetics are not going to leave these kids now the best we can do is now we can change ourselves and as a result of which maybe the kids will change I do not like the habit in parents where they dump their problems onto kids mm. and then suddenly expect the kids to make the changes. How can they? Mm. Like they are a product mm. of your poor lifestyle. If your kids are unhealthy, yeah, that's largely because you have lived your life in an unhealthy manner. And then instead of you trying to take charge of your life and set an ex- example, you are now forcing them to become fit. Hmm. But just to play devil's advocate here, I think maybe parents themselves don't know. how to be fit or hmm. what how to teach their kids to be fit exactly remember the incident we were talking about arihan yeah a lot of parents are simply of the fact that kids shouldn't do exercise and the roly poly kids that's how kids right. should be kids should be chubby they should be absolutely should have nice big dimples absolutely on their faces absolutely bad <laughs> absolutely bad hmm. it gets from bad worse as they grow up and hmm. i get a lot of parents who kind of agree to me after they you know express that yeah they should have listened they agree that they should have listened and they should have you know thought about this earlier mm. because now your kid is 18 and he is like touching 100 mm. you know and you were like yeah our kid is good roly poly and you know looking chubby chubby all through his young age now he's 20 now you are telling him it messes up the family dynamics so tell me something let's say let's make a case for kids being healthy can you tell our audience if a child is overweight or obese then as an adult what kind of health issues can crop up what kind of lifestyle diseases could he fall prey to first of all it really affects their confidence levels like in school you can tell the kids who are slightly unhealthy or overweight they are constantly targeted for their weight mm. their body shamed and no matter how much we say that the society has evolved see kids don't know any better Mm. they're not as woke as some of us on social media they'll obviously call as paid as paid right which means that if they see an overweight kid in school they'll call him overweight mm. it is a fact and that can really affect the growth potential of kids at an early age you know so they develop social anxiety kids uh, depression is not something which is very uncommon and they also develop suicidal tendencies mm. so and apart from these Uh, psychological problems they also develop physiological problems which right. is 
early diabetes, early cardiac issues. We we have seen examples where you know people used to get cardiac issues, you know, post thirties, forties, fifties. Now suddenly we are seeing them in younger population, yeah. like seventeen, eighteen year olds, twenty year olds, kids are getting attacks. heart attack, yeah. right? Which is crazy. Like that's when your body is not even fully matured. Mm. How much abuse have you done to the body? Where something that's supposed to work for hundred years, your heart supposed to work for hundred years, can't even work for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Imagine a combination of worst kind of genetics and then an equally horrible lifestyle to damage something in 20 years instead of 100 years that's how much stress you've put that's on the system stress. yeah and parents do not realize what they are doing you know they are producing their offsprings but are not taking responsibility for their actions mm. You know, it's it's just sad. Is it also true that if you are overweight or obese as a kid, you will find it much more difficult to lose weight as you become an adult? Is Absolutely. it? Is it? Is it? I mean, what I, where I'm coming from is is it because of your certain mindset that you've developed, or are there actually physiological reasons that make it difficult to lose weight? As a part of growing up, kids go through different kind of psychological and uh, physiological changes. Mm. and you know that results in the change in their voice or stratification of the bones you know where bones kind of become denser longer and they also start developing certain amount of muscle mass but an early intervention into this process where somebody is force feeding them extra food now the kid is not growing up for survival or mm-hmm. reproduction you know we we discussed about how selection and nature works yeah now that person is not really primed to be a proper proper male or a proper proper female you know the growth is going to get stunted the nutrient partitioning system is going to get worse mm-hmm. and they will have a much more likeliness to develop some sort of chronic illness so at an early age you're talking about you know let's say insulin resistance you're talking about a very high elevated risk of diabetes a weak heart mm. a weaker bones right and these things basically make it much more difficult for such people to live longer right so even if they bring out lifestyle changes over a period of time they will have to walk a path which is far more tougher than somebody who has never had these problems in the first place loose skin mm-hmm. i mean even if you let's say go ahead and lose 100 kgs mm. which a lot of people do salute to their hard work but there are certain things which will never go back to the way they were right you'll you'll end up with excess loose skin you know and and there's just no solution except for going for plastic surgery mm. and even in that case you'll have like giant scars so i'm saying the best thing to do is to arrest it nip it in the bud not to get unfit in the yeah. first place yeah. honestly if you get fat there are going to be consequences mm. you cannot reverse everything mm. Mm. it's not Hundred percent reversible. Let's talk about that because another study also said that you know where parents are more actively involved in helping their kids get fit, kids have a better chance of actually losing weight and you know getting off medication or even becoming fit and you know fit adults. So let's let's say we want to give a game plan to parents, yeah. starting with nutrition. Like you said, all our dadis and nannies always perpetually think that kids are underfed. how do parents actually calculate the caloric or nutrition needs of their kids they don't really have to okay kids are supposed to be lanky 
kids are supposed to be thin in their words i'm, I'm not going to use complex word i'm just going to say kids are supposed to be thin mm. because they are extremely active that's how your body is developed your bodies um develop through stress mm. and this stress comes through sports or extra physical activity which the kids are doing and because of which even their metabolism gets better over a period of time so cellular efficiency improves mm. Mm. and when cellular ef- efficiency gets better uh, you know the, the chances of kids getting taller stronger in the future always the chances the chances get better but if your kids are uh, rounder roly poly mm. you know with a high body fat percentage that will stunt their growth it will affect their uh, bone mineral density mm-hmm. you know so it's a better idea to have kids without the tummy protruding right protruding. but i think parents should make sure that they're eating a variety of foods and not becoming you know very picky eaters also i mean see that's something that you can't really um fix like i said you know me and my brother mm-hmm. born to the same parents he loved sweet stuff i loved sour stuff we're two different characteristics mm-hmm. completely two different people and he was underweight in in nani dadi's terms and i was overweight so you're the perfect kid basically <laughs> yeah so i yeah. was like everybody was like super happy and everybody uh-huh. was trying to force feed him as a result of which he became overweight Mm-hmm. you know and i obviously because i i became obese so i wanted to cut down so i became slightly more fitter mm-hmm. even today like i'm slightly more fitter than my brother and he always has struggled with his uh food he's he struggles with his food mm-hmm. you know so it because those lifelong habits have been formed as a kid yes because he was underweight and people were just like forcing him food mm-hmm. as a result of which he developed this unhealthy relationship with food mm-hmm. couple of myths i wanted to bust uh something i struggled with as a child i'm lactose intolerant mm. but every indian household says no a kid has to drink a glass of milk every single day mm-hmm. is that true well milk is not really a very great source of protein neither is it like a good source of calcium i've never had milk as a kid i hated milk like i said i hated tea milk coffee I, I, even now i don't drink tea coffee milk this is just water <laughs> so um yeah i mean it's just a myth that uh, you know kids need to drink any other milk except for their parents milk like mom's milk breast milk uh, they don't need to drink any other milk so, so other things like curd or buttermilk or cheese is just curd fine. is different curd yeah. is fine cheese is fine See, even yeah. milk is fine if mm. it's it's a it's a part of your uh, dietary regime it's fine like my daughter loves drinking milk she mm. drinks a glass of milk every single day because she loves drinking milk and she has been habituated she has been and my wife loves her tea every single morning so some of the things she inherited from my wife some mm. of the things she inherited from me like she does not like eating sweets mm. um but she loves milk mm. yeah. so it's up to you your kids dietary choices mm. if you want to drink milk go ahead have it okay the next point is of course physical activity and exercise one uh do you need to send your is it a good idea to encourage your kids to start lifting weights if so what age is too early or is there such a thing as too early there's no such thing as too early your kids are extremely versatile babies are extremely versatile and very typical example 
in certain places to you know teach kids uh, things like swimming as early as you know three to six months yeah mm. um, because it happens and, and those are the guys who end up like becoming babies in fact have a natural ability they to have swim. they have they have in fact all mammals mm. for that matter they you know like calves they start walking the minute they they're born Mm-hmm. So in a similar manner, even human babies are really versatile. The problem is we pamper our babies, we pamper our kids too much, mm. right? And obviously, like unlike nature, the mortality rate in babies is far less. It's a good thing, but I'm saying that too much of care is not doing good for our babies. We have to recognize that. So some sort of discomfort early through your child is is good, and especially when it's uh, when it's done through. um you know physical activity it's always better there are countries which mandate mm. that the kid needs to go to a a physical physical education or a sports school mm. before they can actually uh, formally enroll in a school for example in australia uh-huh. you cannot put your kids in school before 5 or 6 years okay i think in india it's 3 pre-nursery and all that pre-nursery <laughs> pre-kg pre-ukg yeah. or something right so there are certain countries and those are the countries if you look at their Uh, the the numbers and stats mm. some of the healthiest populations and also bring a lot more gold medals because mm. the emphasis on sports the importance of uh, the emphasis on uh, health and well being mm. very early on it translates extremely well as a part of growing up in india it's completely different you know we don't have a concept of early sporting you know we want our kids just to be um, you know brainiacs and nerds mm. and just the best engineers and doctors but when it comes to best sportsmen um yes we are making huge strides but i think we still have a long way to go a lot of problems uh, parents face i think is uh kids don't want to get off the couch it's maybe the parents fault also that they have given a smartphone or an ipad to the kid which acts as a babysitter from the time they could you know start walking and now suddenly they say are you know you should go out you should start playing and the kid is like i don't want to do it See, so how do you encourage your parents how do you encourage your kids to become active to play sport especially when they don't want to you have worked in it have you ever worked in it i have not no. any other company where you had this shit manager who will not do anything hmm. but will well, work in banking so yeah i can yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> he'll just force everybody else to work yeah like hey guys if you keep working hard next year i'll give myself an appraisal and buy a new car yeah right? those kind of managers we hate those managers right these parents are doing the exact same thing mm. you know they are not being active themselves and forcing the kids to become active it simply doesn't work you're just being a bad parent bad manager mm. so that's essentially what i refer to as lazy parenting mm. where you either force your kids uh, to do something which you yourself are not doing mm. or you start punishing them correct which we all probably we've have been experienced through it. Yeah. yeah we've seen the back of a slipper when we were young it is extremely bad parenting yeah and a lot of people would say hey but it works no it works in the cases of one in a million mm. you know but you're not looking at those uh, you know 9.9 million uh, cases where it's not working yeah sorry so it works in you know one in a million cases but you are not looking at the other cases where it's not working where it's actually making things worse so even my parents i would i would define their parenting as lazy parenting mm. i don't want to be a lazy parent to rachel i'm an active parent 
I'm a responsible parent. Define active parenting. Give us some tips on how to be an active parent. So, be an active parent. Be an example to them. Don't rely on punishment as a medium to, uh, you know, kind of teach your kids or that's that's just lazy parenting. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what managers and, um, you know, IT used to do. At least I've seen examples. I'm sure in financial yeah. Yeah. sector also there were managers who would like, you know, punish you and you'd yeah. hate them for it. Mm. And nothing good ever comes out of punishing people. You, know, you, you got to inspire them. Yeah. Uh, talking about exercise again, uh, one thing I do want to ask is, uh, we spoke a little bit about, you know, uh, weightlifting for kids and all that. Mm-hmm. Can we tell our parents the benefits of, you know, when a kid starts lifting weights? How does it help their physical development? First of all, kids cannot build muscles. Okay, they simply do not have enough amount of testosterone mm. to be able to build muscles at an early age. Okay, so don't worry about your kids turning into bodybuilders. Six-pack abs is basically not muscles. It's just like everybody has muscles. They just have less just amount visible. of fat. Yeah. So they're more visible. So it's neither healthy nor unhealthy. It's just how it is. You know, you'd see bones. You think those are healthy. No. Similarly, you see muscles. Like the, uh, you know, section of abs. That's mm. all perfect fine. So don't worry about that. Um, as far as nutrition goes for kids, let them eat normal food mm-hmm. at home. Do not force them um, anything. But yes, a good idea would be to look at your palate and see what you're having. Mm-hmm. Because you can't tell your kids to not have something that you are having. If you are having pizza and burger, rest assured your kid is going to ask for that. If mm-hmm. you are constantly on your phone, rest assured your kid's going to be doing that. Right? So you always have to emulate mm. in front of your kids you know like background whatever you're doing they don't see mm. it's all fine i mean that would have affected the genetics but you know from the visual point of view uh you know just make sure that when you are at home you emulate the right kind of habits you make the right kind of choices because the kids are going to emulate those choices so very important from exercise point of view like i said there's no right age mm. if you want your kids to you know, be healthy adults, you have to incorporate exercising as a habit very early on. Mm. The biggest challenge I find today is that people do not want to exercise. Everybody wants to get fit, but they, th- but they, but they ask me if they can get fit without working out. And no, they can't. The answer is no. If you don't exercise, you're not really healthy, healthy. You're not really fit, fit. You're just thinner. Right. Right. And you're not strong, you're, you're not, not strong. building stronger bones. Nothing, nothing. You don't get any benefits of exercising. Exercise is one of the most beneficial things on the planet. Mm. And it's free. Right. So, so you have to incorporate working out, playing a sport right from the early age. And take example of an Olympic athlete. Now we have Olympic athletes, right? They have an average age of around 26, which means that most of the athletes are probably in their 20s. Mm. And, you know, like early 30s. Um, maybe they're late teens uh, also. So I'm saying at least 15 to 20 years of training is needed for somebody to become an Olympic winner. If you're talking about 15 to 20 years of training, mm. they must have started as early as two-year-old, three-year-old, mm. five-year-old. Right. You know. So if you're telling me, hey, I want my kid to be kid, and then you know suddenly expect the kid to turn 18 and then start training for Olympics. Never gonna happen. So 
by not letting your kids exercise and eat right and incorporating healthy habits early in the childhood you're setting up setting them up for failure right you know and that is 100% on you because a 2 year old cannot make the right choices a 2 year old you have to make those you, choices and show them you have to, to make those choices mm -hmm. so it's very important for parents to understand that without you fixing your lifestyle it is going to be an uphill battle for your kids to become fit one other thing that a lot of kids face and i think is a source of stress for them is education you know studies we live in a very competitive country yeah. education getting those good grades is very very important and i think somewhere chasing those marks and high grades means that they have to neglect their health they end up eating junk food they end up not exercising it's just studies 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 it affects their mental health it affects their confidence yes. it does affect the way that you know their body starts functioning eventually so some tips for parents on how to you know kind of strike a balance between academics and activity and extracurricular activities if your kids are excelling at school you should be worried <laughs> because okay. i'll tell you how mm. think about it there's a logical reason and you'd find that most of the smartest kids they are not very very successful the smartest of the kids are not the most successful you know it's always the kids who are like um average or maybe you know like normal like second third or maybe you know the, the top 20% kids but not the 1% kids because to be able to excel consistently requires tremendous amount of mental and physical work and it simply is not sustainable for example it's very easy for somebody to be 50% good at something or mm -hmm. 60% good at something and they can keep doing that without feeling the burden physically and mentally lifelong mm -hmm. but if somebody is let's say getting 90s and 100 they will not be able to sustain it lifelong but don't you think that if they are getting those kinds of marks it means that they are putting in the work so they are getting used to hard work at a young age no if they are doing it naturally there's something called as the natural ability the iq mm. and eq and the kids with good genetics like there are child prodigies right yeah and those are the kids we recognize early uh, you know there's there's this guy who's won like a grand champion mm -hmm. uh, title yeah at a very young age right so those guys are like the literal definition of geniuses mm. and then there are kids like me for example i'm like a average kid my parents expected me to top in the class i could never do that mm. so i'm mm. saying there is a natural ability of your kid to get good marks because they are born with that ability and then there's this thing where you force your kids to get 90% or 100% that is not going to be good for your kids because now they are not doing it because they are enjoying it they are mm. doing it because you are forcing them right and sure they will do it till you force them you're not going to be around to force them for everything mm. and one fine day they'll just crumble under this tremendous pressure of parents and society and relatives this is too much so perhaps just you know inculcating a good work ethic in them telling them to put an honest effort yes. and you know to the best of their abilities yes. is much better than maybe pushing them to be the best yes. in every single yes. thing yes yes yeah. that's that's the right way that's yeah. the right way before we conclude the episode you know i really want to know something about the way you and rachel kind of bond you know because i've seen her she's a very well adjusted kid and obviously wants to follow in her daddy's footsteps 
so something that you do which you know you wish your parents had done when you were younger and that maybe you're now getting to do with Rachel that is helping you you know come closer or become a better parent look I I honestly can't comment on what my parents could have done better because all said and done I'm here I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my parents whatever they did the point is you know they forced me into education or whatever they did if it wasn't for their efforts mm. I wouldn't be here right so I'm extremely grateful mm. I think there's a better way of doing it. Mm. Maybe they didn't have the means, they didn't have the time. Fortunately, I have both. And it's as much a journey for me. And they were raising three kids, remember? Oh yeah. I'm just raising one kid, right? So there's no comparison. Um, I'm learning and uh, parenting is, is, is there's, no, there's no secret or there's no right way. Mm. I am putting efforts. God knows I am, Rachel knows. And hopefully someday she'll appreciate that I am. I read a lot and I talk to Rachel mm. and instead of forcing everything on her, mm. I kind of ask for help. Like mm. this just a few days back, I was asking Rachel, Rachel, can you help us become smarter parents? And she got confused. She was like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, you know, we thought that we'd be cool parents, you know, because we felt that our parents were not cool because they did not understand what we were doing. Yeah. And today we are at an age. And unfortunately, we don't understand what you're doing either. So why don't you teach us, you know, so that we don't become uncool parents in the mm -hmm. future. And she was like, no, you guys are really cool. And you got a good rating. there. Yeah, we got good ratings. <laughs> but I still feel that, you know, it's, it's communication. You know, you have to open up that communication where a kid feels that besides, I think kids these days are far more responsible mm. and they mature at a very early age. So rather than forcing them or punishing them, mm. See, they're learning from the entire world. Mm. So there's nothing hidden from them. Even if you tell them some bullshit, they'll find it out on the internet if it's actually or not. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You can do that. So just be honest with your kids. Being vulnerable is fine. And asking them for help, um, it works. Talk to them. Just talk to them. Ask kids what they want. What a revolutionary idea. It is. It really is. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, they have the most creative dreams. They say the most creative things. It's incredible. JC, as always, great talking to you. And I hope that everything that you've shared today will help parents watching the show become better parents, make sure that the kids are healthier, happier, and that we build a great nation of healthy, happy adults and not people. And I really, really hope that this statistic that India is going to contribute 11% of the global Obesity by 2030 does not come true. Yeah. Not after Fingers this crossed. episode. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thank you. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Fitter Podcast. Stay tuned.